Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. What did you think of Final Fantasy XV? Final Fantasy XV, wow, that's, uh, I got a lot to say about Final Fantasy XV. I know, and it's uh, so recently released, too. Yeah, I, uh, as soon as I got it, Final Fantasy XV basically ate every free moment out of my life. Uh, I would agree for with about, that. For about 60 hours of gameplay for me. Yeah, it was just about the only thing I played in December as well, which is funny because for a game I plugged 70 hours into, almost exclusively for an entire month with holidays and everything, you would think my opinion of Final Fantasy XV would be, I loved it, it was great, and I did love it. I was also really disappointed in it. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I. it's one of those things. Um, it's... I think it's more than a sum of its parts, and I, I don't think I'm the first person to say that. There are so many things, so many issues I can point out with Final Fantasy XV, but not one of them got in the way of me loving that game to death. I could see that. Um, I mean, that's... I, I think what actually, for the first time in a Final... Like, the, the open world is what really does it for me in this game. Hmm. The... I mean, because that's where I spent most of my time, and in some ways, it's actually fitting for the character of Noctis. I don't want to go into too many te- uh, too many details yet, but it's kind of fitting for him to actually be ignoring the main quest in the interest of, hey guys, let's go over there and hunt that big thing. Let's yeah, see got, how many big things we can go kill. I got the same idea. The, the first large portion of the game is it's about you're essentially procrastinating, right? Yeah, basically. there's this. He's the, and and you get as you understand why what's going on and why it maybe helps you un- understand why he's procrastinating a little bit more. But that's what you're doing, <laughs> and so it almost it, it it fits in this idea of we're wasting all this time hunting monsters well, and does it fit in fishing. or is it does it fit in or is it just headcanon? Is it us making up that excuse because at the same time, I'm. Well, it, it could just be open worldness, like just your generic open world issue, where it's like we have this urgent problem that you guys have to work on. But first, here are five quests that the villagers need you to accomplish. Now, I haven't done. I, I'm planning on doing soon a, a second story only playthrough. But I felt like Gladio was always on my case to like, like, what are you doing? You got to take on your responsibilities as the king and you've got to do your duty and all this other stuff and Luna Freya's doing her duty and you're not doing your duty and I, I, I felt like that kind of fit with the fact like if I had done a, a straight run through of the game I would have been like yeah like Noctis is doing his duty he's doing all this stuff uh, spoiler Man, free stuff Gladio's uh, a real asshole yeah, like, <laughs> yeah what's, what's the deal with Gladio but when, you, when you're stopping every 10 minutes to go fishing or kill a monster or drive around in circles and see chocobos rather than, you know, checking to make sure that Gladio's sister is okay or whatever it is. That is you know. true. That is true. After after so much of playtime and doing side quests, I think it was actually after um, I did one of the side quests for Ignis, he stopped by and was like, yo, man, don't you think it's time for us to go, you know, check out my sister? And I was like, uh... She's good. She's good, you know. Like, <laughs> Come on, look, a giant fine. thing! Let's go yeah. kill it! Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so I thought I thought that it, so for me, the open world stuff was okay. I'm not an open world guy. Um, just to to get that on the table. Uh, so this is open, you know, real open world games I've played. Uh, this, The Witcher Three. Um, You've been playing Batman, right? Uh, which Batman? Arkham, Arkham, yeah, the the Batman Arkham games, and um, uh, what was the other one? I just I had it on the tip of my tongue. I think, I think there. Are oh, kind uh, of... the last Dragon Age was was kind of open worldish. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think there's a couple of categories for them, and I think like role playing games, or at least Western role playing games, have their own style of open world versus yeah. Batman follows the sort of GTA, Ubisoft model of open world. And the, the there aren't a lot of open world games that I've come to really love. Um, the, 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 when, I, when I do love them, I tend to like them because of something that makes... There's always got to be something that makes them interesting. Like, Gravity Rush is technically an open world game. True, yeah, I like that. I, I really dig that because of the navigation of the environment. Um, the hmm. first Assassin's Creed I really loved because of the parkour elements and wandering around. And technically, these sequels did have those parkour elements yeah, as well. Just, I... The, the, that's a whole other rant. rant. Um, yeah, so, but, like, I guess I also got into Assassin's Creed, so we got to add that. But, like, some of the big ones that people think of, like, you, everyone says open world, and Grand Theft Auto is one that comes to mind. Grand Theft Auto, yeah. and, of course, Bethesda games, like the Elder Scrolls right. series. Never got into any of the Elder Scrolls. Um, never got. It. I've tried Skyrim. Didn't really like it. Um, what, what? So for me, for me, what Final Fantasy fifteen, and I think it's partially because they're both Japanese developed, is it shares some. I don't want to say DNA, but it does share some common traits with the game called Dragon's Dogma. Oh um, uh, yeah, Dragon's Dogma technically is tr- much stronger in the mechanics department. Um, the world is, I don't want to say it's smaller, it's kind of harder to judge the scale, because I think it's split apart between more linear fragments than Final Fantasy XV is, Mm. or at least more clearly linear fragments, but it's pretty expansive. Um, and it also covers, like, you will cross a huge, vast amount of area, just underground so and, and every cave is unique and stuff like that um, what Dragon's Dogma has going for it is multiple different character classes and they each have a lot of unique abilities um, some shared abilities but it's the combat that really does it you can do things like climb all monsters and attack specific parts of their yeah. body yeah yeah so, I know I played I played a little bit of Dragon's Dogma again that was another yeah. one I didn't really I didn't really get into um, well that's because you're terrible I am terrible what actually, what I was going to say is what really got me with Final Fantasy XV is I really loved some of the the narrative themes that were in it. Uh, and I felt like it also had, it had some, some good big moments. Uh, so like one of the themes, and this is something that's, I, I thought it was cool because my, my five-year-old son picked up on this. Hmm. And so he was watching me play a little bit. I was just doing some hunts. But he calls um, the whole crew, he calls them, you know, oh, like, you say, oh, your brothers. 
and I explained to them they were, they're just there's friends there's but but he like just watching the game he got like he still called them your brothers like he knows what friends are he knows what brothers are and he from limited watching of the game understood this idea that these guys there's they're more than friends these guys are brothers there's that brotherhood um, to them yes yeah that that's there's there's a there's something there and I think that was um, a really cool theme. I also, and I don't want to get too deep into spoilers or other things. I, lo- I love this theme of of fathers. Um, I feel like there's this um, this whole thing, and uh, and this is where I also have, have departed from many people who have an opinion on Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, in that. A lot of this comes together towards the end of the game in, in chapter 13, which I won't talk too much about now. Um, but I feel like there's this idea of the the sacrifices that fathers make for their sons and and the, the power that sons get from their fathers. And then, I, I don't know, I just, I, it, was, it was a really cool, cool theme for me, at least. Um, and that's one of the reasons I, I think I love Final Fantasy games, because... I think that they take these so, some somewhat basic human ideas and then they present them to you in a completely fantastical fashion. In a big epic, yeah. In a, in a big, well, not just, not just in a big epic, but so, you know, like the idea of, um, you know, the, the power of fathers and grandfathers and ancestors and all of that is presented in your quest to acquire 13 royal arms, um, each with unique abilities possessed by the 13 past kings of, um, ah, the thing. <laughs> the Lucius. I mean, the, I, the I, get, I get what you mean, because they're clearly going for a Stand By Me vibe, and what they basically give you is Stand By Me but where Will Wheaton and River Phoenix have to fight a giant river snake or <laughs> water snake, basically. Um, I mean, that, that. I mean that's, yeah, they, they give it that sort of fantastical twist. And I guess that's for me is I like aspects of this story. And there's a lot of moments, a lot of scenes that fall flat for me because I feel like I'm getting a chunk of the story as opposed to the entire story. It definitely, and this can be said for the entire game, it has a beginning, middle, and end. You did not lose out on the ending in this game or anything, but it definitely feels like half of it was had to be left on the cutting room floor. And that includes gameplay. Um, it turns out there's a whole nother continent... Um, technically in the game you do go to that continent and if you do a glitch you can explore that right. entire con- like it is almost almost not completely ready for shipping except it's completely unpopulated right so, so I don't know I mean is that going to be is that going to show up in DLC is that going to um, the, the uh, Tabata the director has said he is going to try and get that as DLC this year um, and that's the thing I'm, I, I feel like they're going to try and do what they can to get as close to that vision as possible 
But obviously Square Enix is only going to want to spend so much more money on this after it took 10 years of development. And I think that's one of the key things is this is a game that started development 10 years ago. Actually, was it announced 10 years ago? Like, because it might have already been in development. Right. Um, and when Tabata took over, they basically, which is what, three years ago? They essentially were restarting from fresh again. And what we got is a product that technically needed a couple more years. And Square Enix had decided, look, we got to cut our losses. We just got to release this. And we got as, I mean, for what they were up against, we technically, technically got a damn good product. But it... I feel, because again, like, you're talking about all these moments that, you know, work for you, and they, 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 they have that Florence and the Machine Stand By Me song. They have it. They want me, they want that emo- those emotions to hit me. And technically, there's enough narrative stuff in the last couple of hours of the game, and especially in the last moments of the game, that they keep just hitting you with, and hitting you with, and hitting you with, and they know how to direct it well enough and put the right production values that by the end I am feeling the man feels like I am <laughs> feeling it I'm feeling that like emotion and yet at the same time I'm also remembering how some hours ago I'm like wait a minute was the emperor even in this game was I e- like was the actual technical well was a villain of the game even present within the game itself? Yeah, because technically not. Well, you know, you know, actually, what, what maybe, maybe, and again, I, I'm not arguing that the game was, this was not the original version of the game, but something that works, something that occurred to me, um, thinking about themes of, of brotherhood and all of that, is, um, is something like Gears of War, where... You, it works. Part of what works about it is that you don't have the full story, um, and it's almost like they had to do something like that. Um, if if I recall correctly, the original Gears of War, you don't see a single thing that is not from Marcus, Marcus Phoenix's, Phoenix's perspective. No, you're the right. Game, you're right. The, the game is 100. And I would say Final Fantasy XV is like, with a couple of exceptions, is from Noctis's perspective. Um, you get a little bit of Luna Freya's perspective, and you get like one scene, I feel maybe two scenes of, you get the fall of, of uh, Insomnia, and you get like maybe one or two scenes from another perspective. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You don't get the fall of Insomnia. You get a trailer for Kingsglaive. Let's be clear see, about that. Well, see, I had not watched <laughs> Kingsglaive before, and that did not occur to me at all. So you're, you're telling me that that quote-unquote cut scene, you saw that and you were like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. I know exactly what's going on. Well, well to be honest, I was wondering. There are a couple things I'm wondering that got answered when I finally watched Kingsglaive. Like, um... General, so you got suckered into their advertisement. 
Well, I, I bought the super mega deluxe version, so I just had <laughs> Kingsglaive right there to, to pop in. They didn't have to sell me on it. I Anyway, um, that whatever that... Who's the general? I was the Marshall guy? That, that yeah, that, that kills, uh, uh, you know... I mean, this isn't too big of a spoiler since it's in, like, the second chapter of the game and you know what happens. Uh, that kills Regis. Um, yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's like... Well, it is the same guy, but it's the... But anyway, I'm, like, expecting that I am going to face off against him at some point during the game. But that was all all got taken care of in, in Kingsglaive. Uh, which that actually... Kingsglaive made a few pieces make a little bit more sense to me. Uh, but that's that's beside the point. I almost wonder if it would have been better without that cutscene... If you haven't seen Kingsglaive. I'm going to be honest. That was one of my very first thoughts afterward. After they had that cut scene. And. I mean they even showed stuff like the giant monsters from Kingsglaive. And it's like. Nobody's going to know what the hell just happened. Like this isn't going to make any sense to anybody. And some people. Some people you know they're fine with it. They're like oh okay. It means shit went down. And I wasn't there. Right. But to me it's like. In order to sell, especially if they're going for what you mean, where it never leaves Noctis's perspective, the best thing would have been you, you stay the night, you wake up, and you get the news. Right. That, yeah, no, I, agree. I think, would have been the best move. I don't, I don't think that necessarily got executed uh, perfectly. I, and again, this is probably because I'm, I'm too caught up in... Again, the, the individual moments and everything else. And I, I also, I actually kind of appreciate... I think the game, in some ways, might have been better for the breakneck pace of the last few chapters. Because um, it, it, adds, it adds a sense of urgency. It does. Um, as, as, those, as the events go down... Towards the end of the of the nonlinear section, into the linear section, it's it's sort of like you're finally you're finally getting momentum, and it, it, like you were saying before, where where Noctis is procrastinating and he's doing every maybe I was saying that um, he's essentially doing away. everything he can do to avoid his destiny. Now now it's here. The the it's. It's done. You've stepped through the threshold, and there's no turning back now. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I would I would not disagree with that in a lot of ways. I do think, and I th- even if that second continent was opened up, I think they would have had plans to keep things with that increased pace. Because um, if you think about it, like chapter five, I think it was. Like if you remember back in chapter five. Something happens in the story that you're kind of... For, it was the rainy chapter as well, I'll call it. The dark and stormy chapter. And um, it, it, it kind of forces you, because of how expansive the world is, and because of, at the time, like even if you're doing a lot of the side quests, you're still going to be relatively weak to a lot of the stronger monsters that appear at night. So you're kind of urged to like, okay... This is not a point where Noctis would be procrastinating, so 
go forth, complete this story mission, move on to the next point, mm-hmm. and then you can go and you can procrastinate again. You'll be free to procrastinate again. So I think there right. are points in the story where, yeah, you're right. They're very good at making sure the player's going to go forward when they should go forward instead of standing still when it doesn't fit the tone of the narrative. Yeah. Now, one thing I will say um, is that in terms of polish or completeness or whatever else, I think that there were some major balancing issues with... And in, in the oh, this is this primarily deals with the open world, I think, but with uh, money, curatives, and chocobos, and the experience system. Um. So here's 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 my here's my general thought. Virtually any battle is winnable with enough elixirs and phoenix downs. And if you are doing a lot of the grinding, then you are definitely going to have a healthy... Like, dude, by by the final 10 10 hours of the game, I was using so many of the Mega Phoenix Downs, which basically were a magic cure-all. But that's probably just because you suck. Um, No, 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 no. What I meant... Okay, firstly, little finger to you. (laughs) And secondly, what I more meant was along the lines of, in the event that I had, like, two guys down, two guys weak, whatever, it was so... They were so plentiful that I just used them out of ease. That's... No, I I can see that. I I really just... Elixirs were my go-to. I just stocked up on elixirs. But I think that... The, it kind of that hurt the combat a little bit because it allowed you to really skimp out on learning the combat system and experimenting with abilities and doing a lot of other stuff that really made the game better um, and also the way it all ended up working out it really I think it really de-incentivized camping. So I'm in the post game right now, um, and I am just getting all of these little story building, character building cutscenes that you're supposed to be getting throughout the game because you're supposed to be camping all the time. So Ignis is supposed to be teaching you how to stir the pot, and you're supposed to be talking about some game everybody's playing on their their phone. Um, but I didn't see any of that because I just kept myself going to stock the stack up experience to get back to Golden Quai to get my double experience booster. Yeah, and that I will agree with because I had a tendency, like, essentially I didn't really do what my characters didn't sleep much. <laughs> they would yeah. do, yeah. like, three, four nighters straight in a row and there were at least three or four moments where I gained a lot of levels all at once because I stocked up experience. And I think the most I did was I stored 120,000 some, and then I went to Golden Quay, which doubles it. So I right. get two, 240,000 experience, and automatically I'm up 10 levels. And, and honestly, that would have a lot of that would have been fixed if they just simply had 
a a yes or no. Do you wish to tally experience tonight? Yes, no. that is actually a good way to. That, and that you, that. I would have camped all the time. Or, or I think. I mean, because cause the the recipes thing is nice. I feel like the experience multiplier. If you were going to have an experience multiplier, then you should have had it linked in with the cooking. Like, hmm. certain food items, certain premium food Like, let's say something that, like, only like special creatures steaks. at the behemoth steaks. Yes. Only behemoth steaks will give you that experience modifier. And granted, cause considering the way the ingredients worked was usually okay for... Now that you've eaten, you have these bonuses. That's where you get your experience bonus. It's like an hmm. experience earned bonus. But it's not the same because it doesn't stack the same. Um, yeah. I think... Staying the night at a hotel or a motel or whatever should have had a different bonus because, again, like, you're right, I barely did any of the camping, and when I played the episode Duske, Duse, Duske, whatever you call it, that was one of the things I was actually really fired up for. Like, I liked the concept yeah. of the camping. Like, it is great, and when, no matter where you go, you get these little vignettes of, or whatever, when they're doing the experience tally of just... What the guys are doing? Like, yeah. they're, like if you if you're at a trailer, they're sitting there all playing their mobile game. You go to a hotel, like one like one of them might be reading something, one of them might be doing like it all depends. But they're 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 always doing something, and, that, and, and that's where and that's the thing. There was so much love that went into this game, and so much detail, and it's so it's just such this oxymoron, right? Where, yeah, where it's this unfinished game. But then the parts that were finished were, like, so immaculately cared for and so well put together, you know? it's it, Dude, this is my favorite. In, in a game that's not about fishing, this is my favorite fishing minigame. Oh, I, I didn't fish at all. <laughs> dude, I did it all the time. <laughs> I, cat, I caught the cat a fish in the beginning of the game, that was it. Like, that cat, and I'm like, okay, I'll catch the cat a fish. And then later, I didn't want to fish so bad... I bought the cat the like twenty thousand dollar cat food from the guy. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, um, that's because I was rolling in money. Anyway, because I never slept. Because uh... <laughs> you just keep killing monsters. Because at some yeah. point you don't need to buy anything. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like, Except for I elixirs. You, like, like, like have, okay. Oh, see, I didn't buy elixirs, so maybe you're the one that's terrible. Well, elixirs. So, I mean, oh, whatever. <laughs> But no, I mean, like, because most of my money actually, I think, went to tackle at this point. Because <laughs> other than like the, the like buying weaponry and stuff, I bought weapons, and I ended up buying all the weapons when I was like half, almost half the hours that I spent in the like. I think I was fifty hours into the game. I had all the weapons, so after that, it's like all the money just keeps stacking up and stacking up yeah. and stacking up, and it's like there's nothing to spend it well, on. And another thing I totally missed out on. Is the the Sid weapons the yeah weapons Sid upgrades for you like the engine blade? Um, that's partly determined on how many nights you camp out or sleep and I, or whatever. Since I was doing it so very infrequently just now, again like doing the post game, um, doing doing hunts and a couple things I missed, um, and the, the the end game dungeons and all that. Now I'm getting. Oh, Sid's calling, and he's letting me know my, like, next engine blade upgrade is done. Gee, thanks. 
Um, no, yeah, man, I, I I know what you mean because uh, like for me, the Engine Blade Three is something I got towards the end of all. Like, because there are so many things that I I, I I couldn't get him to work on. But you're right; you basically have to go, you have to camp out, uh, and it's another one of those. Yeah, they, you're encouraged in some ways to camp out, and it makes sense for the game, but it's also at the same time, like, it is more beneficial for you not to do that, because then you could just buy food at the restaurants, man. Actually, no, that's where most of my money went, because some of those places had, like, these 10,000 gill plates that oh, yeah. give you, like, some serious boosts, and Ignis can't make anything that good. That's like true, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting there, like, during some of the, the scenes where you have to camp, and it's, you gotta have Ignis, like, choose something. It's like, oh, man. Like, this this is, like, I'm only getting, like, a 120 attack boost? I could get 500 if I was by that guy. <laughs> and a defense boost. And health. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, yeah. But, um. Can we talk about spoilers now? You want to talk about spoilers? Yeah, let's, let's, right. let's, let's, I don't want to get. I don't want to get too heavy spoilers, but right. I really, I am. I hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's give people, let's give people a chance. You know, if there are any listeners, you know, in this completely private conversation of ours, let's give them a chance to, you know, shut their ear holes, walk away, be free of the spoilers. Actually, do you want to give like one quick assessment, one final assessment? I mean, the final assessment. We, know we love it. We, we know you love it. Um, it is. I would put it up there for me. It's it's in the same category as near. Um, for me, it's this this game that for some reason it's it's unfinished. It's maybe a little broken at parts, but it was just there's there's just so much to love about it. Um, it's I mean. This is really hard to say because I love The Witcher Three, and I that, that I kind of see that as having gone into 2016 with Blood and Wine. It's my it's my game of 2016. Uh, is uh, is Final Fantasy 15? So, all right. In ter- in terms of my final assessment, um, I'm going to be honest. When I uh, for Games with Jobs, the website I write for. They had us do, you know, top 10. The community has their top 10. And when I sat down to try and critically think about the games that I played and that I loved this year, I put Final Fantasy 15 as number 8. I actually put World of Final Fantasy above it. Um, but when it comes to games that I put... <laughs> you got spit all over my, like, internet connection, man. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, the, sorry. the um, hey man, it is a really solid uh, Pokemon game, and it does so much better than Pokemon. But hey, Final yeah. Fantasy Fifteen, um, to me, like if, if I'm taking out the critical, like actual analysis, it comes in as I think number two, number two, like my number two game. I can't, like if I if I were to do official award bullshit, I would not be able to give it that high of a rating because it isn't complete. And there's just all these little... And also, man, it had some of the dumbest glitches. Fucking Noctis swimming in midair as I'm getting attacked by an Iron Giant and three spider bitches. Like, <laughs> I, it just... that that That's no good. I had to reset the damn game. Um, 
Never happened to me. I actually didn't has, get too many glitches, but... I mean, uh, when you get right down to it, it's like, oh, I experienced four glitches in 70 hours of gameplay. Um, like, yeah, I mean, Rockstar and Bethesda wish they could re- meet that number. <laughs> um, but that that is, like, it, it's... In terms of, like, actual critical eye, it is not my number two game of the year. And, and of course, either way, it's not my number one. I would definitely give my number one to Titanfall 2. But this would be a second, and I want to go back and do a new game plus. I want to experience that story again, as they have it. Before they patch the story, I want to experience it as it is, because there are moments... And I do wonder if, without all of that wandering around, the story would would work better. Because mm-hmm. that is the biggest issue with open world games, is they wreck the pacing of the narrative. So, it, it is harder to really get all that um, emotion that they're going for. Because when they're making these cutscenes, they're not thinking about the open world as much as you are. Right. But, um, I mean, it does a really good job. I definitely recommend the Japanese voices, but that's because I'm a total weeaboo, pretentious snob. Um, uh, the, the American versions of I Prompto really grew on me after a while, but that's another story. Um, I... I, I I think he is appropriately dorky in Japanese, <laughs> but um, no, I mean the 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 story isn't going to make a lot of people cry. Some people will still cry. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people that it's 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 not going to be the Final Fan like you're you're going to think back to what Final Fantasy meant for you in the past if you are a longtime fan, and it's not. It's going to have moments that could have measured up, but it's not going to be as good as a lot of those Final Fantasies because they had a coherent story, a cohesive story. And that's yeah. the thing, like you brought up Nier. Nier, Nier does not have the gameplay mechanics. Um, again, like again, you want to talk fishing mini games? Oh, <laughs> that game Nier's was a fishing mini game. Not was only bad. was Nier's terrible, Nier. Nier's in-game tutorial was wrong. It incorrectly told you how to fish. It, it did. So, I, and, and um, I actually see. But here's the difference. I actually caught like every single fish in Nier because I needed to get the hundred percent completion and complete all the quests. And so I did everything and caught all the fish that I needed to catch. Um, You're getting off topic. In, You're getting off topic. Anyway, I'm sorry. bringing up because. Anyway, but, let's, but near... let's get to the spoilers. Get to the spoilers. Okay. Well, okay, but just you're talking too much. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. Time limit. Ah. Your kids are already asleep. What do you care? Oh, uh, uh, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're on to spoilers. So you guys got our final thoughts. Um, and now it's all nothing but spoiler talk nothing from here. So you either gotta not care about spoilers or you have to have already played the game. Um, right. Right, the, the two things I want to talk about. With the spoilers. I, we don't need to go into, like, an in-depth spoiler discussion. How the worst chapter is actually the one where Ignis is blind? Um, chapter 13. No, no, no. See, that chapter 11 is the one I'm talking about. <laughs> chapter 11? You, chapter well, 13 was a pain in the ass because it was long and tedious. Chapter 11 was the one that annoyed me. Really? I, because uh, ch- I had to go so slow, and if I didn't go so slow... That's the only chapter Gladio, Gladio's, like... Hey man, why are you rushing? Why are you going so quick? Hold up! Don't you care about other people? 
it, and it's like, oh my it, god. It really wasn't that. Maybe you don't care about other people. Maybe that's your, maybe I was the only one who no. actually had a little sympathy for Ignis here. Who I was blind for my slow. sake, so I could accomplish my slow. mission. Slow. No, the problem is they give you this huge ass fucking map with always these little treasures you can find in every corner. And at some point, I had to give up because fucking. It wasn't Ignis, that bad. What are you talking about? It wasn't that. Oh, it huge. was so long. It was such a long chapter. Maybe you're just in a bad mood, man. I, I, I was, let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about the meat here. Chapter thirteen. So I love chapter thirteen. I didn't even really think it was too long. I think. How would I say this? I think that what what's cool about again again this is for me. I'm willing to give games a pass on so many things if I can sort of see what they're trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, I, I guess I could see what you mean. So, so chapter thirteen, right? What's this? What, what are we? What have, what have I established? Because I am the ultimate final authority on all these things. <laughs> are are sort of my the two big themes of Final Fantasy fifteen? Fatherhood and brotherhood. Yes, you passed the test. Um, what do those have to do with stealth sections? <laughs> <laughs> so so what it so um one there it's not still if you if you if you anyway we'll, we'll talk about it a um so so what happens what happens to Noctis in in 13 who does he lose well he loses prompto well he already lost prompto he already lost prompto he's he's alone he is without the the brothers the support system that you have had for for the entire game what where does where does Noctis start to where does it start to turn around for Noctis in that chapter? Why are you quizzing me? No, I don't know <laughs> because it's it's more fun than me just <laughs> saying it. Where does it start to turn around for Noctis in that chapter? Where Let's would you go say? to the audience. No, um, uh, well, you could t- say one of two things. It's when he either actually finally accepts his dad's ring, which is just the whole Lucis line ring, or when he finds his dad's sword. Right. Okay. So, so I just felt like so yeah. So it's like the the ring of the Lucii, right? The the symbol of his of his responsibility and his ancestry. So he's he right. So first he takes on the the power and responsibility that he has been shirking for the last twelve chapters, more or less. Um, even though he's only, had the, he's only had the ring for a couple chapters, I guess. Um, since chapter ten, right? And and then right yeah. when he when he recovers his his father's sword, and and that was just a really cool moment for for me that it was like this piece that had been stolen from him, his birthright, that the sword, um, and to, to reclaim the sword of the father. Um, that was, I thought that was a really, really cool. Um, from a gameplay perspective, it actually retaught me how to play the game. And I almost wish that chapter 13 had been earlier because I was so much better at the general mechanics of the game after having spent most of the chapter with only the ring of the Lucii. In what way? Like, do you mean like with the dodge mechanic? Because at first, you know, it's a shitty stealth uh, section, and then you realize, oh, all I gotta do is dodge everybody, and I win. 
Yeah, it was that, but it was the balancing. We would you because you can't just hold down dodge the whole time. You actually have to be good at the dodge yes. mechanic. This is one of the things that I learned about. Yes. Yeah. If In you order... hold down dodge, it drains your magic like exactly. crazy. Assuming you have the the ability unlocked, though, that when you dodge at the right time, you gain some magic points back. Otherwise, you don't regain magic points by dodging, and you could still, depending on the situation, run low. But you could still you could still run low, but if you're smart about it, you're not gonna run low too much. And once you figure that out, once you figure the timing aspect, it becomes really easy. Well, and also and that's where it becomes tedious. Maybe a little bit. And there's, I would admit, there's a little bit of a tedious section when you start um, breaking their weapons, and they can't even hit, they can't even hit you properly. Yeah. There's a little bit of a tedious section between there and when you get the sword, and then you're just like, I'm just gonna chew you guys up for dinner. Um, but I, I honestly wish they had like done a they had somehow introduced the ring and the ring mechanics earlier in the game. So that then when you went into combat, you would have this idea ingrained into your head. Attack, attack, attack. Artfully dodge, attack, dodge. Um, well, that's the funny well, thing. I didn't dodge it all. I didn't dodge it all for 12 chapters. <laughs> wow. No wonder you were buying elixirs. I would just, oh, I would I would warp crap. strike. I would warp strike in. I would attack. I would point warp out. I would warp strike in. I would attack, I would point warp out, I, mean, I would That is definitely the intended that is definitely the intended um, strategy because Noctis draws aggro like a motherfucker. Yeah, and then I would use right, and then I'd use abilities like um, the one where Gladio slams the shield and then you spin around and you grab his sword and you whack some dudes. Oh, that was a fun one. That was that was one of my favorites. Yeah, but I'd use a I'd use a, a like an any some any kind of nuke attack. Once I had that charged up, and then I would just then basically that was my combat loop was was warp strike, uh, or if I was fighting a one single enemy, I'd use Prompto's Piercer as that charged, and then when I learned the dodge thing, it actually made the the close combat a little bit more interesting. But it was like it's chapter thirteen, and I'm never going to use this again. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No, that's um, the thing. Um, well, here's the thing for me is that ring outside of that chapter is almost useless. And the only other time I found it worthwhile was to use that dodge mechanic. I would equip it just in scenarios where I needed to maybe recover magic or something and just dodge enemies. And I would do damage to them. I would gain uh, magic back. I would take no damage and everything would be magical. Um, but all the other attacks take way, way too long to cast, especially against most of the monsters. And even that dodge mechanic, it's like, no one just warp strike out of there. And boom, you got all yeah. of your magic points back. Yeah, that's true. I did actually, so, I tried to use it in combat afterwards. I tried to just to be switching, do like the switching thing. So I'd like attack, attack, switch to the ring, dodge. But it was more work than it was it was worth. I just worried, I felt really like useful. It, I felt like the ring taught you how to play the game better, um, but the you was introduced too late in the game, and the ring itself wasn't that worthwhile when you had your sword finally. That it um, it, it kind of felt felt short, but I, as a whole, I I really like 
I like the way that right the game that chapter taught you how to play the game better um, by stripping you of abilities. I liked the way that it 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 incorporated the broader themes of the game almost as a as a mechanic um, in the into the game. The 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 loss of the of the his brother brother the brotherhood or whatever and the gaining of the power of his father and his ancestors. I I, I really liked that part of it. Um, if it was maybe a little bit too long, um, if there was a, a point where it got a little boring with the mechanics, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I just, I really thought, thought that was cool. No, the, the, the thing I'll, I'll agree with in terms of chapter 13 Early, the earlier parts weren't that bad, and of course the ending parts were also pretty good once you had your bros back. And having the stealth from the Uber Iron Giant thing, that was actually fun. But yeah. most of that chapter was tedious. Because it's like, oh god, I have to do another long corridor of all the same shit. And all I hear is Ardun just yapping away. And it, it really did feel so long. Um, I, that's, but that's the thing. Even then, it still wasn't as bad as having to walk slow as molasses for fucking blind ignis. God <laughs> damn, that chapter. I, I, that still didn't bug me that much. Yeah, you're, you're just an inconsiderate. Uh, I just hate blind people. <laughs> they, they, yeah, exactly. Um, we don't want one more thing because we're we're uh, we're running out of time here. Can we talk about the the picture? Did that? Oh, kill, you mean at the end? At the end, did that uh, did that kill you? Because that just about killed me. It didn't kill me, but it did make me smile. I thought it was a really good like, and that's what I mean by the ending. The ending of the game knows how to really bring a lot of these elements together. Like, the, 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 cause so many people made a big deal out of pushing the car in the beginning of the game. Like, this is how the game begins. And some people made a big negative deal about it. And to me, it was like, okay, yeah, this is video games. This is how they try and wrap you in. But then they make it pay off in the ending because all you hear is the audio of them pushing that damn car. Yeah. And it, it forces you. It's one of those things that because they're making you recall the beginning of the game, you're also automatically beginning to recollect the journey you took to get to where you are now. It it was a very effective moment, and uh, it the and yes, you're right. That photo where I mean, I looked at every photo I had taken in the game, which I, I, wasn't anywhere near the the maximum, but. I, took, I wanted I, to make sure. I saved over a hundred, and yeah, I looked. I looked through all the photos, and then I went all the way back to the beginning to everybody uh, right after the regalia is repaired, and you take a picture right in front of the regalia. So it's <laughs> just kind of like, um, see, yeah, and again, it's it's the like, why? Why? Like there was no, there was no reason that needed to be in the game except to. Emotion, I mean, except the emotion, the and that, for it. And, and that's one of the things I just think that made it that made it great. It was little more things like that that it was so much. Again, it was so much attention to detail, and that really pulled you in. Um, 
No, that, don't that, even get me is... started on the food. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that is one of those things where I do think the game was at its. I think that was at its best. That like they they knew what they were doing. That's like freaking um, Earthbound, where that fuzzy pickles guy comes in and during the ending credits, all the damn photos he's taken. Of course, mm. they're different than the actual photos he's taken, but in this one, no, you, you get all the photos and. I think I actually think it's interesting because I've seen everyone choosing different pictures, and for me, I feel like I chose the most natural one, which is before they set off on the boat, mm. where it is literally everyone. Right. So that one made the most sense to me, and yet I see a lot of people didn't choose that. Um, there was there was one guy I saw, and he got a picture. It was Ignis's. Um, it's one of Ignis's techniques. Where everyone attacks together, and oh. he did, he had like a perfectly timed one, of the regroup every, one. Of the not the regroup one, it's like the, it's like a focused attack where everyone attacks at w- one target at once. Is one of Ignis's abilities. Anyway, somebody got a picture. I think this is what it was from, of like it was it was a perfect perfectly timed perfectly framed the whole party. Like digging into something, I couldn't even tell what it was, and I was like, "Oh man, I wish I had gotten that picture because I would have used that." Yeah, none of my comment, but honestly, I, I was tempted to use the one that they all took in front of the Chocobos or Chocobos. Sorry, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, and yes, I grew up saying Chocobo, and it's completely wrong, even though. But that's right. No, um, yeah, you're right. We do have to wrap up though. So there, there is definitely so much more that could be said about the game, and maybe when there's a, um, when they've patched it enough, we'll come back. We'll revisit it later. Uh, but no, I mean it is. They did manage to be very effective with its story, its narrative, and um, you, you, you defend both chapter eleven and chapter thirteen. I don't think chapter thirteen was the worst. I think chapter eleven was the worst, but. Evidently, I am just an asshole. Pretty much. I'd be a terrible king. Um, <laughs> what? But... Blind man walks slowly? Execute him! <laughs> it was too big an environment! But, um... No, the... the, the it, it, it's a good... It, it's a, it, You know what? No, I can't say it's a great game. Uh, it's a great game. It's, it's... it's a great game for you. It's a great effort. It's a great effort that resulted in a very good game that I love a lot. Great game. Best best game of the decade. <laughs> best game ever. It's way better than Final Fantasy XIII, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, Corridors. Uh, no, I've never even played Final Fantasy XIII. I can't say for say anything about go, that. Go play, go play Final Fantasy XIII. It's, it's better than everybody said it was. No, I'm playing Xenoblade Chronicles now. That's not as good as, as Final Fantasy XIII. I'm sorry. Have you ever played Xenoblade Chronicles? I have played Xenoblade Chronicles. Well, then you're wrong. Oh, but you never played Final Fantasy Thirteen. I've actually played both games being talked about. You know what, then? How about I go play Xenoblade Chronicles and you go play Final <laughs> Fantasy Thirteen? Okay, fine. Fine. Have, have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs> All right, catch you later, man. Yeah.